Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Pros and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. My name is Kahala, and I'm your host. Well, it may be 2024, and we left 2023 behind us, but one thing we will never leave in the past year is our love for and our support of Black business. And today, we have two very special guests that don't just bring, bring us Black business, but black love and black business. So with us today is the Carlos and Aisha Underwood <laughs> of the Grand You and many other things. And we'll yes. get into all those things. Hey y'all. Hello there. How are y'all doing? We're doing really well. We are. I'm so happy to have y'all here. I and you know what? And before we get started, I have to give you your flowers. Girlfriend, when I say I was watching, I mean I became addicted to it. So I was watching so many of your episodes and I just felt overwhelming sense of proudness and just I mean just watching you on that screen and, and the conversations and the dialogue that you have and the, the 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 stories that you were bringing to the platform it was just so inspiring so congratulations you know to you and I am so we feel privileged to be here thank you for having us thank you but I'm privileged to have y'all because y'all doing it like <laughs> and we gonna get into all the things but I want to start because Typically, the episode starts with how do we know each other? Mm -hmm. But I'm going to take the lead on that. Okay. Because we were at a Jack and Jill event, mm -hmm. and I was there, and this woman comes in, y'all, with these mauve patent leather knee-high boots on. <laughs> okay? So mauve is very pink. Okay, okay. Pinkish, you know, and knee-high patent leather. I love all things patent leather. And I'm like, I have got to ask this one, this beautiful woman about these boots when this event is over. And so little did I know that she owned the building. <laughs> so she comes over the end and arms wide open, smile, gives me a hug. Like, I've got to come on your podcast. What? Wait. <laughs> wait a minute. You know me. You know I have a podcast only to find out that you were, in fact, the Aisha Underwood everybody been talking about. So it was just, like you said, a very um, humbling moment. You know, uh, my podcast producer always talked about, you know, one of these days you're going to be somewhere and somebody's going to be like, mm -hmm. you, you know, and so it was just, and to know that it was you. Because again, like y'all name is out there, your event space, everything that you all do. And so for you to be like, I can even get a question. I think I eventually asked you about you the did, boots, but you, you know, it was just so wonderful for you to say, you know, I would love to come on your platform. I've watched it. And then I was like, okay, let's get it done. And here we are literally the very first tape. And after we met, <laughs> here you are. Yeah. So, yeah. So we have to know all about both of you. So okay. please just fill us in. Well, you want to go first, babe? Um, because we are, so yes, to your point about us owning venues, we do. Um, we started off though as real estate investors. So he and I both um, from the corporate world, um, and we walked away from that maybe, what, 2021? Yeah, about, yeah, 2020, 2020. Yeah. So we own both commercial and residential real estate, and how we got into the venue business is actually because we were looking for a space um, to have our 10-year wedding anniversary. So we went pretty much everywhere to find something, everything in our area, which is in Belleville, um, wasn't what we were wanting. We wanted something a little bit more modern and a more upscale and, you know, mm -hmm. today and nothing banquetish. And that's all we kept finding. So when we came to Missouri, this is what we saw the, the variety of venues. And we just did not understand why we had to come to Missouri, you know, to have something like that. So that's how it happened. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 
So we purchased the building. Um, and and, it's all, and another thing too, it's so important about relationships. Um, an owner of a building actually reached out to us um, and we came to look at the, 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 the his building and we ended up buying it. And then lo and behold, we buy the building next door to him that he sells to us. And, you know, so, I mean, it's just, yeah. It's kind of spread, it's it kind of grew. It just grew, like, yeah. When you build a relationship with people that's, you know, and the same thing is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, the first property that we bought, you know, that's kind of how we got into real estate, a little 500, about 560 square foot house. And, um, you know, about $10,000 house. And, and, you know, I kind of was on board with Aisha wasn't. <laughs> and, you know, she, because I was always talking about real estate and, and she just thought that I was just, you know, having another moment because at that time my job was, you know, paying me pretty good. I was in a good position. So we kind of was selling. Yeah. Comfortable. Comfortable. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't comfortable because, you know, I knew I had more in me. So we bought this house and, um, you know, I worked on it for a lot. You know, it was kind of like my tuition for real estate. Mm -hmm. So I made a lot of mistakes and, and, and learned a lot, and but I continued to go on. And um, so after we finished that first project, she saw the result. She saw the commitment. Results in 2024, that's, I'm telling you, yes. Um, so after that, we just, you know, she was like, okay, we need to make this a business if we want to do this. So she came up with the name Under the Wood Property and created the LLC, and, and that's what we've been doing from here on. You know, we possibly was doing, we don't do any flips, but we just, you know, buy and hold, rent, lease, things of that nature. And um, so they just turned into about four to, you know, five properties a year, and it's been pretty good. When you talk about relationships, that's key, right? In in anything that you do, because I know for me, I love to support and share. So like when you talk about your properties or your leasing opportunities, I know me, I have shared, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm like, I just love them. I love what they're doing. Um, and you, you're good people, right? So it's not something that you'd be like, oh, well, I probably would, but you know, they kind of sketchy you know it's nothing yeah. like that mm -hmm. and so when I see you put out an opportunity for somebody who has you know a business or a tax you know they're going into tax business for this season it's like oh well this is a great space and it has wi-fi and it has all these things that you may need to be able to come in here for a period of time do your business make your money and grow yeah right and yeah. then that's another relationship so I know for me I always look for an opportunity to share and to put somebody, you know, try to expand their reach. Yeah. Because then again, that it's a blessing to everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's so interesting about that is that, so we talk about um, how we um, both were in corporate America. So we did have nine to five jobs and that did allow us the opportunity to uh, finance our dreams. So we utilize our jobs to, um, to, to kind of, set up a way where we can have the financial freedom or we can walk away from it. Right. And what's mm -hmm. so, and to your point about that, is that because we know that, it, that, that, that struggle, um, that's why we chose to do commercial, commercial real estate because we started off with the residential piece. Um, but now we're saying we know how expensive it could be, how um, hard and challenging it could be when you're first starting off with your businesses. So our goal was to, when we 
did purchase the the commercial space was to allow small businesses, first time people, you know, this is their first business, this is their startup, yeah, opportunity mm-hmm. to come and rent a space that's nice, that's safe, and it's clean, um, and it's affordable. Mm-hmm. So those are all, all of those things, you know, play a part in that. Um, and then even when it comes to the, and it's also about being an example. So mm-hmm. we understand that the black community, uh, we are held to a higher standard than others. Always. We don't mind. We, we, we step up to the challenge all the time. So when you walk in, we don't want you to be um, just happy to see black owners or black faces. We want you to walk in and we want you to say, oh, my God. This is black excellence. This is black. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This ain't just black business. This is not this just black not business. Your everyday run of the mill. This is excellent that I'm witnessing. Even when it comes to the venues. we I used to go into um, different hotels when I used to travel for my, for my, I used to work for Blue Cross Blue Shield as a manager. So when I used to travel for that, I go to hotels and I would see really, really nice, um, elegant things. And it always seems to be out of reach or it always seems to be something that people outside of our race have. So I've never thought that. I've always thought that, no, 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 this is very doable. We could do that. We can bring, I mean, even down to the bathrooms, okay? You walk in the bathrooms, you would think, oh my God, where am I? You know, because we we take those level of details because they matter. You know, when you walk in, I want you to feel proud. I want you to feel happy to be here. Um, and feel celebrated. So, I mean, all of that just trickles down into everything that we do. It's like you got your money's worth too. Yeah. So, that's always that. That's yeah. a very uh, a man perspective, right? Because right. we're thinking details and opulence yeah. and luxury and yeah. all those things. But that's very important, and you have to know your client, right? You do. So you know, for a certain more masculine or or fellow demographic, like okay. It it needs my dollars need to make sense, it right? To make sense. And then with ladies, you know, if it's your wedding or it's your baby shower or whatever, you want to walk in and be like, oh my goodness, because you want your guests to come in Absolutely. and be like, oh my goodness, and your spaces are beautiful. Thank you. So I can tell, and it just looking at you again because I really love fashion and all those like we both do, right? Yes. We've had those conversations, mm-hmm. and so. It's just like to be able to transition your gift for what it is that you do as a person or a wife or a woman or whatever, and then transition that into your space. Yeah. Um, obviously, my st- the studio that I tape in, but it's not mine, but I wasn't going to choose a space, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a black excellent space mm-hmm. that you can have your podcast that you can do whatever it is that you want. And what did you say when you walked in? You were like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. And so, again, you want to be able to spread your gift or your talent or whatever it is that you're gifted at to whatever it is that you're doing. You don't want to be excellent here, but then sloppy over here. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you can control it. So when you walk in my home, my bathroom is just as nice. So you go to my venue. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm sorry, but I absolutely believe it. So you go to the venue and you're like, oh, this makes sense. You know, so mm-hmm. to your point, you have to, it has to be something that you believe in. It's something that represents you. Mm-hmm. Um, to your point, when we walked in here, we wasn't expecting it, you know, and that's the, and not saying that because I should have, first of all, number one. So let me, <laughs> let me correct that. I should have expected it. Um, but to see it, mm-hmm. to see it in person and to see the face behind it in front of it, you know, that just makes all the difference, you know, in the world for us. Yeah. You know, people walk in the venue and at first I didn't know how to take it, but they would ask, 
you know, who 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 owns this? Mm-hmm. You know, we'll be standing behind the bar and they, you know, and we're okay with that. Standing behind the bar and they think we're just the bartenders, you know, which is perfectly fine as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we're mm-hmm. here to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people to not know what race or surprise to see that it's, you know, black people. And I'm, I, I can't wait till we get to that day where that's no longer, you know, a surprise. It's a, now it's expected. It's expected. It's expected. Exactly. Yes. Um, and that, like we've had that conversation many times, you know, on this platform, that transcends real estate and event space and entrepreneurship. It was funny because I was in Springfield a couple weeks ago and there was... um a lot of people in town for some hearings that were being held. And a lot of people were dressed in suits and things of that nature. Well, I, I'm not really the black, gray, navy blue lawyer suit type of person. Okay. And so I had on um, a pink velvet blazer and some gray slacks and you know all the other accoutrement that go with it. And this woman got on the elevator with her friend and then there was a um, older Caucasian lawyer gentleman that got on with his black suit or whatever. And so the lady looks out into the lobby and says, oh, I bet, you know, they're all lawyers. They look like, look, but of course, when you come for certain types of hearings, you're going to wear your suit because, you know, you want something that you're petitioning for. And so the gentleman and I, we kind of looked at each other and laughed and we were like, well, some of us are, and you know, some of us are not. And so she made a comment about, you know, looking at him in his, you know, traditional black suit or whatever and I felt that there was more to it okay Mm -hmm. let's be clear and she was like yeah because you know he looks like a lawyer and so when I was stepping off the elevator at the same time I said or you can wear a pink velvet blazer and be a lawyer too and so the look (laughs) on her face was just like oh my god yes ma'am yes ma'am so there should be an expectation right it's that though we are only two percent of the lawyers that that's not a far off or whatever, just because, you know, you have to get out of these, what you expect people to look like. Exactly. Because we're here too. Exactly. So yes, I love that you're like, oh, I'm behind the bar. I'm doing this or I'm doing that because it's service and the level of service. I don't heard about this level of service. (laughs) So tell us like what we have the grand you. And so, of course, you was what I'm assuming Underwood, right? Yes. And so, what brought about like the branding? Okay. Because your brand is very unique. Like it, you can look at something and say that looks like an Underwood space. Mm-hmm. Let's just be clear. Mm-hmm. So, what brought about the name, the branding, and then how it just ties into everything else that the two of you do? That's a really good question. So, my husband's background um, isn't the best. Okay, when he was younger. So he does have a record um, where his name wasn't necessarily the best back in the day. Okay. 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 So it, it represented something completely different than what it does now. So the name was, when I thought about it, it was me really trying to restore that and rebuild that, change the, the dynamics of it. So this is what it used to be, but this is what he has become now. So that's why it's so important that everything that we do with our name on it, um, it represents a level of excellence. It represents a level of commitment, discipline, hard work, change, um, things like that. So that's why our name is so important. It's because it's all about, for me, babe, it was all about me 
trying to say that's not who that is anymore. I understand that's what it used to be. Mm-hmm. But you look it up today, it's something completely different, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't want to, you know, but, yeah. Well, no, that's, that's, that's pretty much it, you know. Um, and, and I make sure I'm putting on everything, you know, whatever it is, because that's who we are. You know, mm-hmm. we are the world. So we make sure that when you see that name, you, you're going to see first class. Yeah. You're gonna get treated that way, and and uh, you're gonna be invited that way. So that's that's all we have to offer, you know. And and uh, along with that, we definitely listen to our customers, tenants, whoever it might be, potential partners or whatever. We listen to everybody. That's why we always get them the same result at what we do. Boom. Now, where are you from? Because we we dove right into who you all are, you know, but we, you know, we, we put on for our city here. Yeah. So where are you from? We're from East St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Both of us. See, I want the world to know. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Born I want and the raised. World to know. A product of District 189. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Born and raised. Uh-huh. And you and I did go to Lincoln together. I graduated with Lisa. Okay. Yes. We didn't know each other, but my girl, the city is so small, so you know, you you know of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember you being a part of the silhouettes. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we didn't know each other, but I knew of you. Um, and um, same thing with Tyler, right? His mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. So we've run into each other quite a bit, but yeah, we are we're from the city, and I love that because again, we're always changing the narrative mm-hmm. here to make sure that people know that it is the city of champions, that we are all about excellence. Yeah. We are, whether it's a rose that grew from concrete or whatever the situation may be. And I know for me personally, I'm all about change, mm-hmm. right? It can be difficult, yes. right? It can be ugly sometimes, yeah. but you can't improve without, you have to change. That's If they improve the formula on it, they change the formula right. on it, right? You have to evolve, mm-hmm. but that includes, you can't, be a caterpillar and turn into a but that's a complete change. Yeah. And so it's very important for us as people and as individuals, as a people and as individuals to understand that we can't stay stuck. We can't stay the same. If your mindset is the same at 46 that it was at 18, that's a whole problem. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend and I, we often talk about how we are glad that we went to high school and college during the day where there were no Social media, no camera phones, <laughs> no whatever. Because again, nobody's perfect, right? No, we all make not. decisions in life that we're not the proudest of, yeah. right? But our kids, they under that gun, right? Because they got all of that, but we were able to escape that, yeah, right? And so um, it's all about being able to self-reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people struggle with that. And so then that leaves them stagnant because there is no change because you can't see the issues yeah. that are you. Right. Right. And so I just think it's I think it's wonderful. And, you know, to your point about that, change also comes with not just the mindset, but your 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 circle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when we first got together, um, he didn't have a circle because he needed to he needed to eliminate anything, everything that was associated with his past life. In order to, and that's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he was so willing to do that and he was committed to becoming somebody different and somebody better because he always knew that's who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time when you really didn't want to come in Belleville, right? But now he own, we own, what, over, what, 40 doors out, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's to your point about being able to, um, to grow and change mindset first, shifting in paradigm, seeing yourself, seeing yourself as somebody completely different, 
and not being held to those same standards and people saying that you, you know, because you have a record, then your life is going to be limited. Mm -hmm. You know, it's only, it's limited as your mind. Yeah. I mean, change is, is pretty, it, it is hard as people can say it is, but you have to have that self-discipline to want to change. Mm -hmm. And that comes with a lot. You know, myself, you know, not finishing school, being a class one felon, um, course being a black man you know you really don't have those options that somebody who's graduated somebody's went to college somebody that doesn't have a record you know so me changing from who I used to be to who I am today that was everyday consistency of doing the right thing yes you know what I mean intentional you know so you have to have that and and you know, it was easy for me because I wanted to do it. But when you take five guys that, that are felons or, or, or didn't finish school and, and grew up in these, you know, Section 8 and things of that nature, it's kind of hard for us to separate ourselves from that if that's still what's in front of us. Mm -hmm. So we have to realize that we have to be able to separate, you know, and not just be a part of it anymore. So, and... You know, I, I think it can happen. We we just have to have more males like myself and, and people that have experienced these things so they can teach other men how this happens, you know, because I can't easily say, you know what, I grew up in a broken home, I'm a felon, nobody's going to help me, nobody's going to do this. Still today, I have um, limited things that I can do, even owning businesses, you know what I mean? So there's a lot that I can't do or can't, have or can't even apply for because I am a felon, you know. So, um, but the, the school thing is something you can always go back and change. But you know, um, but yeah, being a felon is 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 that's pretty tough to live with. You know, I would do anything for my children not to be a felon, and I see why most parents do that. You know, because that'll hold you back in life. But I didn't allow it to hold me back. So, so I'm okay with sharing that, mentoring that to other men, whether they're young men or, you know, a certain age. I, you know, 40-year-old guy, he, he needs to figure it out. <laughs> um, but younger guys, yeah, I would love to, you know, continue that conversation with them. Well, let me start by saying you don't look like what you've been through. Well, I mean, I thank you. no one would know. Um, I know in this current administration, gubernatorial administration, um, particularly with our lieutenant governor, mm -hmm. she has a lot of men and women with a similar story. And when I started two years ago and I heard their stories, I'm like, no, that's somebody else's story because you don't look like what you've been through. You don't talk like what you've been through. You don't walk like what you've been through. Like you took that situation, you did your time, and then it, you said, I'm done doing time mm -hmm. and it's my time. Right. And so what I'm going to do now is everything that you just said. And literally my five days a week is what you just said. Just last week with the pink blazer on, I'm sitting listening to men with the same story say, I would like my friend who I'm here on behalf of that can't be here because he's in a situation that I came out. And now I have my CDL. I came out and now I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And now I want the same thing for him because we were in there together. Mm -hmm. And so that is tremendous, you know, to be able to have those people that can say, I have a shared experience because we all have some shared experience, right? right? Whether it's the loss of a parent or the loss of a spouse, whether it's the loss of a child, whether it's, you know, losing everything, the bankrupt, mm -hmm. like whatever it is, 
and God wastes nothing. So I am a huge proponent with many of the tragic things that I've been through in my life to be able to say it was good that I was afflicted. Yeah. Because it made me learn your statutes, yeah. right? It it was good that I was afflicted because now I can take that affliction that you delivered me from and then I can go help somebody else. Like I never thought miscarrying three babies would be able to put me in a position to help somebody losing a baby. Like, they're just things that I was just like, God, now you know we could have skipped that. Right. Like, you know that did not have yep. to be. Like, one, two, but three? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to keep transitioning through things like this? But it literally has helped me help people, that and many other things, right? Because everything we go through life is, is, whether it's the mountaintop experience or the valley experience, it's still push you in a position to help somebody Absolutely. else. Absolutely. And so for you to say that, and I'm telling you, <laughs> if I saw you in a grocery store, I wouldn't, you know, and that is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the reasons that I'm like, well, I'm not sure what the story is, but I'm sure it's amazing. And I'm just blown away. Yeah. And so to hear that, and, and, and when we first met, he was completely honest, told me right up front, this is what it is. So can you deal with that or not? Um, and I accepted it, you know, I accepted it. I didn't understand how challenging it was going to be, uh, because it wasn't really for me, but it's not a me anymore. It's a we. a we. So when I saw him, um, even though I didn't like it, but when he went out and bought that first house <laughs> and how committed he was and that, that amount of work ethic, um, I couldn't do anything. And I knew he was going to have challenges. So as a, as his wife, his partner, his life partner, um, People talk about power couples all the time, but the real definition is being able to help bring each other's dreams to flourish. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. really what yeah. a power couple is. Mm -hmm. So because I knew that, because I have a master's degree, you know, so I have the, and my background is completely different than his, but his heart and understanding that there's a story behind everything. And if he knew better, he would have done better. It's, this is an example. He's showing you right now that he, he's doing better. So I, I, I couldn't do anything but Give jump back. right in. Yes. Ten feet, ten toes, jump right in it. Whatever you need, mm -hmm. you know, to the point where um, he's thinking because it happened 30 years ago that things change, and it doesn't, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. It's still held over his head, but no matter how challenging it is, no matter how disappointing, it doesn't stop him. But that's okay because he has me. So what you say he can't do, here I am. I'll do it. Right. You know, we it. can't put it in. It's okay. Give it to me. I'll take it. Don't even yeah. start it. <laughs> I'm a hopeless romantic. Like that, like I love love. I love black love. I love everything. And so to hear you talk and to see you, the way you glow and the way you speak about him and your family and your life and your business, it's amazing. So tell us before we close. Okay. All the services that you provide and then how we can reach you and where we can come see the venue so we can get a contract and we can have the best baby shower ever. So, cause I heard that New Year's Eve, I saw the pictures and yeah. So it you got to tell us what's next. It was everything. So that was kind of a start of what we want to do, which is hold events like that, um, where we bring in a lot of black professionals together. So the two venues that we have, the Grand U is the one for the formal um, celebrations and things like that, corporate events and stuff. And then we have the events at the U, which is now turned into a bar lounge kind of thing. Okay. Um, and it's still a venue, but it also has the gaming, the slots and stuff like that. So that one is for the professionals to come in, 
you know, mingle after work or get together for meetings and things like that. And we're located in Belleville, Illinois. So we have two, the events at the U location that um, is the informal. So that's uh, 4715 West Main in Belleville, Illinois. And then the Grand U, um, which is the formal celebrations um, that we just newly expanded. So we now can host up to 230 people. Um, that one is located at 103 North 47th Street. And we can be found, you know, social media, events at the U, you know. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what's next? So we, we had the, the grand and see, you know, the absolutely amazing Alpha, Beta, Zeta, Omega chapters, Alpha, Kappa, Alpha. We had our New Year's Eve gala, so I could not have said, or else I would have been there. I would have been there because Rachel and Nicole and yes. Lawrence and everybody, they yes. slid through afterwards. So what's next? Because I'm coming. And I need to put it on my calendar. Well, we we trying to create something of what's next so it can be continuous. Yeah, so something consistent. Right now, we're yeah. still putting the calendar together. Yeah. Um, you can definitely look forward to things that's coming in the spring. I'm definitely going to host my wonderful annual Mother's Day brunch, but I'm going to take it to another level. So I'm going to bring it now to the grand U so you'll be seeing things like that too. So, yeah. Yeah. And we're open for other people, you know, promoters and stuff like that that might want to partner up and, and you know, have some concerts and concerts comedy shows and, and things like bands that. Bands and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, just bring the environment something a little more classier and more for adults, you know. Professional, you know, yeah. Professional. Good adult, professional crowd. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Will, will y'all come back? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. We got it. Y'all got to come back. We'll figure, <laughs> so I don't know if it'll be a Black Love episode or if it'll be... More about business, but you all have definitely got to come back. I just love y'all. <laughs> like, this has just been amazing. Thank you for having us. A whole nother relationship like Rachel and Ty. Because y'all know, Ra- Rachel and Tyler, they're my people. That's so Rachel's my really, really good friend. Yes, she is. Yes. She loves you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was wonderful having you. And I can't wait for you to come back. We appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in today to Pros and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you join us again next week. But in the meantime, please like, love, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you soon.